Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's take a look at a short video for Al's Weather Rokies, available now in the App Store. I'm Al Roker, and meet my new app, Al's Weather Rokies. It's a brand new kind of game. You get your weather forecast, and you get to play with these little weather characters called Weather Rokies. For the first time in my 40-year career of doing morning television, I actually overslept. This game riffs off of that. You've got to break through with all the Weather Rokies to ring the alarm and wake me up. No way! Love it! All right, Rokies, I'm up, I'm up! Game starts out pretty simple, but then as you go along, more weather rookies are added, things speed up, and it gets a little more difficult. Yeah, I've been on TV, I've done uh, voices for animated cartoons, I've, yeah, I've done this stuff, but to, to be designing something that my kids might be playing is kind of a, a, it's still a little surreal. And so I knew that if I didn't kind of nail this, uh, I would hear about it, as in, oh dad, you're just as lame as your app. When it comes to animation and gameplay, I want a very high bar because I think people expect that. And I think we did a pretty good job of it. Here's what's happening in your neck of the woods. I'm up, I'm up! Do you like weather? Do you like cartoons? Do you like fun? You will love this. Download Al's Weather Rokies, available on the App Store for iPhone and iPad. That's what I'm talking about. Please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Emmy Award-winning TV personality and tech expert, Katie Lindendahl, and tonight's guest, host and weatherman of NBC's Today, Al Roker, and game designer, Steve Lunny. Hello, hello. Thank you all Good for evening. coming here. Obviously, I have to give you a proper intro, ah, so hold tight. Okay, I'm not saying anything. Obviously, we're very excited. Pretend uh, I'm to not here. <laughs> this is how we are on air, too. Very excited to finally be launching Al's Weather Rokies. I, and Al, you probably agree too. We've had so many different projects over the years, and you way more than I. This has been one yes, of the most challenging. Yes, of course, I weigh more than you. No, I, oh, I, I didn't mean it that more. way. I, I didn't mean it that way. So this has definitely been one of the most challenging projects, and truly a labor of love for the last year. Um, but it's been very exciting, and we're excited that you're all here. Well, here's the quick rundown of how this is going to work. We're going to have a 20-minute conversation, and then you'll have a chance. We're going to open up for Q&A for about 15 minutes. So get those questions ready, because I prefer to have all you guys chime in as opposed to just us chatting. So, of course, as I said, I have to give you a proper intro because you're absolutely amazing and also a good friend. So, of course, America's favorite weatherman, also seen on the Today Show and Wake Up With Al on the Weather Channel. 13 Emmy Awards and New York Times best-selling author and also one of my favorite things that you do you also have a very amazing elite production company and you just kind of do it all and now here we are with an app yes it's it's exciting it is exciting and I wanted to throw it over to Steve too who is an interactive designer and one of my good friends one of the most amazing graphic designers in the business had the opportunity to work on with such brands as IBM Johnson & Johnson and Walmart and this is truly, we keep using the verbiage labor of love, but a project that he's been working on for the past year. So uh, before we dive into a quick moderated panel here, I want to quickly show you how the game actually works. And to do that, Steve, I'll toss it over to you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being here. So the basic concept of the game is that you have to wake up Al for work. 
And so we wanted to use something that was sort of familiar, and the match three genre is still very popular right now, but we also wanted to do something that was original. So what we came up with is a game where you're actively trying to wake Al up. So the, uh, the game icons are actually Al's dream, and at the beginning of each level he falls asleep. And by the way, this is off the whole idea that Al, for the first time in his near 40-year career, as you saw in the video, actually missed work. So the premise of the game is based off of reality, sadly. Yes, I actually I fell asleep. And so the idea is to wake up, get, hit the alarm, and then you move up levels. And eventually, when you finally get through all the levels, you wake me up and I run to work. And the cool part about it is two worlds with 10 different levels. I can tell you, I have the number three highest score, which I'm still super proud of. Um, it's been time burglarized me for many, many hours. It gets really, really hard. And as you can see here, Steve, what level, level are we on now? We're on level 10, so this is a much more complex level. Okay, yeah, we're on level 10 now. You can see how there's these little characters called Rokies that you have to shatter through to get to the alarm clock. And it gets more challenging, obviously, as you start getting further down the game. Very addictive, and now you spent a few hours. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've grown, I mean, I'm not past level six. My son is at level eight. Uh, and if you hit, obviously, if one of the, you hit one of the wrong icons, it freezes the bar, you can't touch anything. Also, uh, if you manage to get four matches or more at once, you can convert a Roki icon into a super icon, and then they have different powers. So each level, we add a new game element, whether we'll be unlocking a new Roki or adding a new hazard or a new power. So there's um, every level yields something new and gets a little bit harder. And each of the characters has its own personality. Yeah, we should dive into that quickly. So each one of those icons that you're seeing is a Roki, and each one has a personality, and they're kind of like little smart asses, if you will. So they're all very fun little characters. If you hit the snooze alarm, you're obviously adding extra time to the game. And Al actually drew two of the icons, which we'll see throughout the game, which was very impressive. You've always been big into animation, yeah. which we're going to dive into in a moment. So Steve, thank you for showing that off. I'll have what happens when you us. hit the bomb again, Steve? Oh yeah, hit the bomb. It's a hazard. It will freeze the bar so you can't shoot for a few seconds. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. All right, let's dive in to talk about how this has really come to life. You've obviously been involved in so many different projects over the years. Why was it unique for you to, and actually, why did you give us the go-ahead in the first well, place to really make an app? Well, I've always, I mean, I, I, you know, I've done games. I've played app, game apps. And obviously, like the Weather Channel has a, a weather app. A lot of people have, there are a lot of weather apps out there. And and one day I was, I, was, I was playing Candy Crush, and I thought, you know, but I can't get the weather, so I have to go out, uh, out of, drop out of that and go to something else. I thought, why, why couldn't you combine the two? There's no game that included weather and a game. So I thought, you know, a, a weather game app. And the only person I know that has any expertise in that is you. And so we were talking after the Today Show one day, and I said... You know, and I told Katie, I said, why can't, is there any way to do a game that would combine the weather and gameplay? And you said, why not? And he said, and I know just the person to do it. And that's where Steve came in. Well, and actually the, the true story is, 
He wanted real-time weather and a unique gaming experience that hasn't been done before. So I was saying to him, yeah, absolutely, we can do that. But secretly, I was panicking and freaking out. And I think what's amazing too, Steve, is we went through so many iterations. It's not always your first try that is going to be the home run, which is challenging when it comes to app development. You have to kiss a few frogs when you're developing a good idea, and um, and you'll know it. You know, you'll be trying to make an idea work, and it's just not gelling. And it's when you sort of drop that creative process and acknowledge that it's not working that often an amazing idea will happen. And when that happens, you're completely sure. I think the big deal, though, was the animation, too. And for those of you, if you ever go inside Al's office, it's like the coolest place ever. There are Animaniacs and original Hanna-Barbera's, and there's even a, there's an Adam West drawing yes. that says, you stole Penguin's umbrella, signed. I mean, that is epic. And you have such an appreciation and a love for animation, so making these icons and making your likeness yeah. to a point that... We were all collectively and, happy as yeah, a challenge. We kept, well, part of the challenge for Katie and Steve is that, unfortunately, I have this other pesky job called the Today Show, and I've got a, a weather gig on, on the Weather Channel. I'm traveling constantly. I think one of the, while we were getting to crunch time, I was in Sochi, Russia. Uh, so that was difficult. But what, what, when it started, I was saying, could it be something like a, a, a kind of a race game, sort of like a Temple Run? And, and, well, okay, wait, wait. well, maybe it could be more linear. And then Steve came up with the, the brilliant idea of the rings. And uh, to, uh, it, it's, there's no really other game that has that kind of no, activity. Uh, again, we liked the simplicity of the match three genre. And actually, the concept also comes from like 80s retro gaming roots. Like some of the simplest concepts in gaming were established in the 80s, but they actually scale really well to uh, current technology. Um, you might have to amp them up a little bit and, and put a new spin on them, but those original concepts still work. And there was a game called Zookeeper in the 80s that I loved, an arcade game. And that was the, the spark that sort of where this came from and then sort of merging it with the Bejeweled concept. Mm -hmm. And I, I still, we have done a ton of searching. We have not found a gaming experience quite like the one, the premise that we've created. Yeah, it, it seems um, as of now, sort of a unique concept. I mean, it's um, certainly match three genre has been worked over several times, but the way we have the rings and the center of gravity being central as opposed to vertical gravity, and we've added some new thoughts to it. Going back to your love for animation, Al, we created these Rokies for you that yeah. you quickly fell in love with, kind of your own little minions. It's fun to bring these characters to life and kind of have their own persona. They're kind of hanging on you at every moment. Yeah, they're, you know, it, it's, I mean, some of the best characters are the, you know, in, in animation are the secondary, almost uh, little toss-away characters, but these guys have, each one has its own personality, its own name, uh, and they, they really do come to life in this game so that um, I mean at some point I'd love to see an actual animated cartoon out of them uh, because they have that I think that potential they've got that personality uh, there's a there's a lot of fun in this it's 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 a fun game it's nothing that's going to be a little too heavy or anything like that I, I think there's it, it other than just you know matching jewels or candy or anything there's there's a sense of fun about it, so that there's a personality to the actual game itself. One challenge that Al had is he was so paranoid that his kids were gonna think it was lame. So he kept reiterating that, and we're like, okay, dude, we got it. 
Yes. But, but it is amazing that, you know, it's so multi-generational when we talk about iPads and iPhones mm -hmm. and all the different games that we all have on our devices, but really hitting that to a point where it is cool. Yeah. You wanted to impress your kids for this one. Well, you know, there's, a, there's this fine line between cool and too hip and, and because, you know, you want, you want everybody to be able to play it and enjoy it, you know, whether it's your kids or you or your, you know, their, the kids' grandparents or aunts and uncles, uh, that, that it's, you know, that there's an accessibility to it that makes it kind of a fun, I, I hate to use the word family type game, but it's, you know, there's, everybody can play it. And, you know, that's, that, to me, I don't want it so difficult that people are frustrated and walk away. Uh, although, as I said, I've only gotten up to level six. You know, <laughs> my 11-year-old is up to level eight. So, I have to tell you, as a technology reporter, the amount of pitches that I get a day—it's just an inbox. It's a flurry, and tons of apps. And you know, I feel like everybody nowadays has an idea for an app. It's like the latest blockbuster. Like everybody thinks, you know, this is the best idea ever. But you know, Steve, to you, it is challenging to break through over a million apps in the App Store. How do you create that experience and make it unique enough and really stand out? And also, as a secondary question to that, with such a lean team, which I'd love for you to dive into. Yeah, well, having a lean team obviously has its shortcomings because everyone's doing double duty or even triple duty, but it also gives you a lot of creative control and makes you really agile in a sense that you can change direction uh, quickly. Like you were talking about the art of the Rokies and how they have personalities. That really evolved over time because there was a small creative group that was able to sort of take it in a new direction. Sometimes the art would dictate the next direction of the personality, and then the personality might dictate the next step in the art. So, um, you know, it, there were definite advantages, to, even though the workload was so high. And in terms of coming up with a cool concept, um, it's striking a balance between something that's original and something that won't alienate people because it's so different. Um, and that's what we've tried to do before with other games that we've worked on, and I think that's what we've done here again. And you too, you, this is your third app now, collectively, and you probably learned a lot of things from creating that first and second app. Oh, yes. I can tell you I yes. did. I mean, on this one too, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's such an evolutionary process, um, and you're learning in the trenches. Uh, it's a, an all-encompassing experience when you do it the way we did it. It was a full-time job for a very long time. Um, wasn't the sort of thing we knocked off evenings and weekends or something like that. <laughs> Um, so absolutely, and the next project, I mean, I'm going to take a lot in, from this into that as well. Al, curious to your thoughts of, you know, going through this entire process and being so hands-on in the sense that the initial idea, did, did it come out the way that you had thought, or was it... It actually came out better because I, I, I was envisioning something that was almost two-dimensional, and while this is two-dimensional, it has a, a real animated cartoon feel, it has a certain depth to it. Uh, and I really enjoyed you know, the, uh, the work with the, the, say the animators and the, the artists because it was, it was very much like doing an animated cartoon with the modeling sheets and uh, you know, the action poses and all that. It really was a sense that you were working on an animated project, uh, which was very exciting to me because that's, that's my love. I can tell you behind the scenes. So Al would draw something and then collaborate with Steve to actually animate it and sketch it in and color it and get, we'd, you know, all be working together to make sure it was like hitting the right tone. Every icon has its own personality and has to hit that right tone, which is, each piece is a work in itself. And you don't want to duplicate, like you don't want to start sort of overlapping too many traits because then it starts to seem lopsided or one-toned. Um, so you do want to have some like organic diversity between the characters. And I realize we're talking about 
icons in a video game. And it sounds like I'm taking them pretty seriously, but I, I really do. Like, I really buy into this reality when I'm, when I'm designing. And this it's, is the best part about Steve, and, um, hands down. And I believe they're real. I believe they're you know, living things while I'm making them, because that's the only way I can really commit to making them this way. Steve's, out, uh, Steve's actually out right now on a, on a release. Uh, from, from, I'll be back in an hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, when you listen, uh, there's a voice. There's there there are a couple of voices in here. A number of the characters are voiced by Katie, yeah. uh, and and yours truly. So it, that's kind of fun. Too. Voiceovers is a cool thing too, because you know you sit in a booth and. Some days we'd be like, oh, you have like five pages to read, and you're like, please be in a good mood. Please be in a good mood. Because it's laborious, the process of saying literally numbers, one, two, three, four, all the way down to 100, and saying all different kinds of weather. And it's, but it's awesome because you never lose, Anna. You're always happy, and you're always excited, and it's like fun going into the sound booth with you sometimes. It's just yeah, well, like you learn. You can ask my kids. I'm not always happy. Uh, <laughs> in fact, uh, this was about six months ago. Uh, my daughter had not cleaned her room as she was supposed to have. And I kind of laid into her a little bit verbally. And all of a sudden, she bursts into tears and goes, this isn't fair. America only sees the happy Al Roker. They don't see this Al Roker. You know, well, there you go. It's the way it is. Steve, on that note, Steve, I want to come back to you, too, because the biggest challenge, I don't want to let that go. The hardest thing for you over this last year? The hardest thing would be um, establishing a realistic timeline. Um, and, and sticking to it, because as we're working on it, we wanted to sort of expand the potential of the game, so we'd uh, want to um, add some more time to it, and at some point you have to say, okay, we need to make a, a hard deadline, and we're going to finish, because ultimately, especially in the world of software, you can just keep iterating and working on it and massaging it and polishing it, so committing to that timeline and finally getting it done. I'll 100% agree with that, too, because I'm such a perfectionist in my work, and it's never done. I could s keep going and going and going, and it wasn't like, change this, change this, change this, and you have to just say, it's good enough. It's good enough. And this is better than good enough, although I'm a person who's, I do live TV, and so it's not, if you've ever watched our show, you'll know it's not perfect. Uh, things happen, but that's, that's the nature of live TV, and the beautiful thing is nobody really gets hurt, and the next day you come back and you make another program. So we're, and, and that's the beauty of this, too, is that as, as things happen and we get feedback from, from uh, uh, users, you know, we'll make changes and make additions. And, uh, uh, but it, it, it really was a, I, I actually, I was, it took less time. I, I, I've never been involved in this. I was amazed at how responsive Steve and, and Katie were and uh, in, in, with the artwork. And we'd, we'd have a meeting and all of a sudden I, we'd be doing something and Steve would go, oh, you know, we should do this. And within two days it was done. And so it was, uh, it really was a fascinating process. I think that's the advantage, too, of, of having a small team. Yeah. It's the good and the bad. Yeah. You don't have layers. Like you don't have a, it doesn't have to filter through like a producer and then down. I mean, there's definite advantages Let's to that take type it to of marketing. structure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we so are marketing. So it's just straight to the source and we get we're it done. We're marketing. We're voiceovers. We're animators. We're programmers. We do it all. Steve, I want to end with you and also Al. Just like your final thoughts. Anything you want to add before we head to Q&A? Well, first, I want to thank everyone for coming here. I mean, um, I grew up um, playing video games uh, and being very nerdy and geeky way before it was socially acceptable. So um, all those years, like, playing Nintendo that seemed like a waste of time to my parents at the time actually turned out to be worth it because here I am on stage with Katie and Al now. So thank you for being here. And look at your cufflinks. I have Nintendo cartridge cufflinks. I am committed to the cause. Wow. Impressive. Thank you. Um, I'd, I'd like to follow that up quickly with it. My mom made a homemade Al's Weather Rokies dress. So we're representing today. 
We might be nerds. Enough people ask for them. They'll be in. They'll be in Barney's. Uh, I, I, again, as Steve said, and everybody said, thank you for coming out. Not on a great night, uh, but uh, you know this. It, it's fun. This is really kind of a labor of love. Again, you've been used, but I really enjoy this. Uh, I don't do anything unless I really want to enjoy it. And uh, uh, I, I kind of stopped playing video games um, after Donkey Kong. <laughs> and, uh, a while ago. Uh, yeah, just a while ago. And, uh, and you know, this, this, this platform, this iOS platform, kind of brought me back to it. And uh, to be able to actually say that I've got a video game uh, is is kind of cool, and the idea I can watch my boy uh, play it and uh, love it is uh, is just a bonus. So, very cool. With that said, thank you both, and I'd love to open it up to questions. Yeah, uh, being a gamer myself, I was wondering. You mentioned it a little bit, but do you have any kind of downloadable content in mind, or things you want to add on in the future? Things you might be thinking about, like holiday editions or. Uh, adding on different levels, stuff like that. Actually, yeah. I mean, already once as soon as we went live in the store, we started working on having the icons move in different patterns. Um, that was actually Al's genius idea. Yeah. We were we, we opened up it on an iPhone, and we noticed that the real estate we have a circular kind of path. And Al said, "Well, could we maybe do you know and, and follow the iPhone screen as more of a square?" And also with the Rokies, I think you know. The, the personalities behind each of them, and we have kind of, we're kind of building their own Twitter page and their own Facebook page. They've taken on lives of their own. And I think, you know, going in that direction, we're better building them out in version two and version three. What was the most memorable moment in your career? My career? Yeah. Uh, I got to meet uh, Rosa Parks. And uh, that was, you know, you kind of, it's like you're meeting history. And uh, the epitome of one person can make a difference. Yeah, uh, it just it, 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 to this day it still kind of resonates. You know, it's like, wow, uh, you know, talk about changing a country uh, for the good, uh, not just for uh, any one group of people, but for everybody. Uh, so there's that, and then the, uh, uh, my because I am a cartoonist and love it, I got to interview Charles Schultz, uh, you know, the creator of Peanuts twice once uh, for his 50th anniversary of Peanuts, and then again about uh, uh, three weeks before he passed. And uh, it was, uh, again, a, 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 just a, a, a life-changing experience. So those, those are the two that come to mind that are in career. So is this a weather app too? You can actually get the weather. Yes, you can actually get your weather. It asks for your location, uh, and you, it'll give you a forecast. Um, we can actually show you. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Um, Stand by. And um, uh, and I, I believe in. Is it activated where my voice gives the forecast, or is yeah, that? Yeah. So we give the it automatically pops up. It obviously uses your location. And then it'll give you your five-day forecast and Al voices over the weather. So here's what's happening in your neck of the woods, which was interesting to Al's point about merging real-time weather with also gameplay. So it's kind of a little bonus. And we'll actually pull that up for you. So we incorporate weather not only immediately when you start, you can see there in the lower left, but then you can also play a weather blitz. So go ahead and play today's weather, Steve, so you show them. So today here, partly cloudy. Go ahead and play. Ooh, 
and again, just to remind you of the premise of the game, so you have to match the corresponding icons, standard to a match three, and if you hit the wrong icon, you're gonna be timed out briefly. And the weather rounds are the hardest, by the way. So as you can see here, Steve, you're not doing so hot. <laughs> Steve may have made the game. I still have a higher score. Wow, but the good news is she doesn't rub that in. At all. At all. <laughs> I'm going to throw it on the gauntlet and have a challenge for somebody to beat my score. Hi, so um, my brother is actually currently a chief meteorologist um, in Tennessee, mm -hmm. and he wanted me to ask you um, what advice would you have to give him um, in the industry as a growing meteorologist? Is he? Uh, He's mean, on uh, television. On camera, yeah. okay, on camera yeah. media, meteorologist. Uh, well, you know, I think it's it, it's a matter of just developing his own style. You know that uh, uh, you know I, I was mentored by Willard Scott. Um, but w Willard always told me, I, I, and I wanted to pattern myself after Willard, but what he told me, the best, two best bits of advice he gave me was, A, never give up your day job, uh, because whether, you may, no matter what you do, whether I'm developing apps or do, producing TV shows, at the end of the day, my core business is doing weather. I love that. But the other thing he told me was always be yourself. Uh, for better or for worse, that's who you are, and, and, and play to that. And so... Uh, I would say he should be himself, and, and he should also try to expand, but also expand outside of weather, do other stories, do other uh, things of interest. What, what, inter what interests does, what interest do he, does he have that he could maybe parlay or do some sort of stories for in his, in, for his television station? What about a catchphrase? You know, I, I, the only reason I have a catchphrase, which is, here's what's happening in your neck of the woods, is only, is only because on the Today Show, uh, when we toss to the local stations, they have to know when to switch over. When I first started, I was saying something different every day, and they're like, oh, no, 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 you can't do that, you, because we don't know when to switch. So I had to come up with something, and it's something my grandfather used to say, hey, grandson, what's happening in your neck of the woods? So it's kind of a tribute to my grandfather. But other than that, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of the... I mean, everybody had a catchphrase. I'm just reading a biography about Walter Cronkite, who used to say, and that's the way it is, Tuesday night. I'm not really big on the catchphrase. Uh, this developed into one, but I didn't plan on that. So. I learned something new. Nice. Hi. Can you explain how two players play against each other? How that works? Oh, Ooh, yeah. Two player? Let's have at it. Oh, this could be good. The two of you going up against each other. <laughs> I got a lot at stake here. Stand by. Because she's been talking smack all, all evening, so let's see what happens. We go. Down four. So I'd like to narrate and say <laughs> that I'm having inner anxiety from this right now. I feel like I have to live up to expectations. And in the two-player mode, the super attacks actually um, attack the other player as opposed to eliminating icons from the screen, so the mechanics are modified a little bit. Gee, lightning. Down four. It's getting close. Down four. Uh-oh. This should do I'm it. Dead. I'm dead. Oh! oh! Katie. What? I let what? her win. 
Katie. I base my self-worth on my score in Al's Weather Rookie. Wow. So I guess that answers your question. That's how two-player works, just like that. Hello. Um, are there a set number of lives per time period? If you go, like, say you have five lives and you lose them, you have to wait 20 minutes to start, or is it continuous play? Actually, we chose not to build in any um, of those types of mechanics. We wanted people just to sort of be able to pray, uh, play freely. There's a timer, so there's that aspect of the challenge, but you can play as much as you want without having to do in-app purchases or anything like that. I'm not a fan of that whole model, which is so pervasive now, it's almost every game. But to actually advance to the next level, you have to obviously keep beating that level. So it gets more exciting the more levels you beat and the more rings are added and more super icons join in. So obviously you want to keep going as far as you can, but no lives, no lives. Thanks, I've enjoyed watching you on the Today Show and I wonder how has being a meteorologist changed in your career? Well, What's you know, it, it's, I'm an old man and uh, uh, in a young man's game, uh, but it, I, I, you know, it's like this. I mean, in, in a sense, you know, when I I first started playing video games long before I think Steve was even alive. Uh, how old are you now? Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> I, but you know, I mean, I, I actually I'm trying to remember the first time I was working in Cleveland, Ohio, when they had uh, asteroids. And it was, and it, you'd have to go to like a bar or something like that, and there was a big console table thing, and you'd, and I remember the first time you could do, buy an Atari game, you know, it was like insane. So, and, and weather has changed, the technology of weather in sense has changed. When I first started, uh, you dr either drew on a map, or you had uh, uh, magnetic uh, uh, icons that you put up on a map. And now, of course, it's it's, and I remember it was 19. 1981, I got my first weather graphics computer. It was an Apple IIe computer. Uh, you could display 16 images, and there were 16 colors in the color table. Uh, and and it was the the big next jump was the 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 next computer was an Apple, and you could display up to 256 colors. In any one graphic, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what could that's that's." Then the next jump was 16 million colors. I was like, "Oh my god!" And and now it's of course it's unlimitless. But so uh, you know, I've watched this change and you know the different satellite imagery and the fact that we get uh, live radar into our graphics uh, computers. And it really has been an amazing to watch. I started my first job was in Syracuse, New York. I was a sophomore in college uh, at SUNY Oswego. And uh, it was 1974, and uh, uh, that was my first job. And the technology has changed so drastically uh, in that, that was time. before I was born. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. So I've got socks older than him. So. Well, thank you all for joining today. We appreciate it. And checking out Al's Weather Rokies, which, of course, right now is on iOS. Steve Lunny, Al Roker, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Hey, now.